Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift, the cycling app that makes training fun because fun is fast. I'm Graham Wilgos, talking stage 16 of the Tour de France with Bradley Wiggins. In Toulouse, Brad. We are, yeah. Home for you, once upon a time? Once upon a time, 20 years ago. Yeah? Yeah. Well, so I came here, I signed for Linda McCartney cycling team, which I spoke about before with Sean Yates, rang me up at my mum's house, offered me 35 grand. And um, I drove down here on New Year's Day in my Ford Fiesta, full of all my gear, and um, ready to live, yeah. And then um, six weeks later, it was all over. The team folded. So I'm, I moved back to the UK. Was it Peter Rogers who took you under his wing? Well, no, Pete Rogers was still at the Tour Down Under, but with the idea was we were going to sort of live together, yeah. So Michael Rogers' brother. Mick Michael Rogers', Rogers brother, brother yeah. yeah. Pete was in the team, a few others. Um, yeah, it was a good little team. And that was that. That was that. So 20 years ago, we're back in Colombia, just up the road. Yeah. So out of Andorra today to St. Gaudens, uh 169 kilometres. It was a foggy old start coming out of Andorra, it was fog- wasn't it? Yeah, and cold. And we descended down out of Andorra. Um, everyone stopped at kilometre zero to undress. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the racing got underway and it was a bit sort of limp. Casper Asgreen went up the road straight away. And then nothing really happened behind. Obviously, those others went away eventually and got across and we got the eventual stage winner from that. But it was a really bizarre day. You know, it, it, it felt and it was getting tense and sensing like something, this was going to go down big. And it just all sort of didn't materialise. The most action happened on the descents today. Yeah. Because of the wet conditions. But um, quite an anticlimactic day for the GC because this was a stage where I guess everyone's preempting the next two days. So we've got two big summit finishes. But no one really tried anything. No one tried anything. It was, um, well, well, Van Aert in the final on the flat. Yeah. So it was a very bizarre day. But I think, you know, the time gaps are such that people didn't really feel like it was hard enough to do anything today. And um, tomorrow's the one. Did the, the nature of the course add to that in that the downhills were all, I mean, it seemed when me and podcast people were driving the course this morning, it seemed, it all seemed like it'd be quite sketchy. Going, yeah, and, and I think there was an element coming. of that. And we went down, of course, to Porto d'Espe, where Gilbert crashed a few years ago, where Castatelli lost his life. Um, and I just think that there's... Uh, it might have been one stage too many, because mm. the race is in bits already, as we've seen. They had a tough day before. I think the harder you make the course, at some point, the riders had already ridden such a brutal Tour de France up to this point that it almost neutralised the race today with mm. what's to come the next two days and what they've just done before the rest day. And they had a rest at altitude, which mm. is always hard for the riders. There's the Casatelli Sundial Monument, isn't yes. there, on the descent? Yeah. Did any of the riders, was there a sort of, did you see from the bike? I didn't see it, I missed it any totally. Any of the riders sort of stopped yeah, and pay yeah. a, a bit of a moment? No, no, there was respect. none of that. None of that. It was just full on. Well, I say it was full on. The descents were pretty full on. So I think everyone was trying to stay in the front down the descents. Yeah. Kudos then to Patrick Conrad, Bora's man, who... Yes. Um, 
I mean, he rode clear of the chase group on 73 kilometres and then kicked out and kicked clear on his own on 36 kilometres out and held that held a gap of about a minute. Yeah. For the most part, quite impressive, or very impressive. Kudos he, to Bora. I mean, they've had a great race since Peter went home. Since Sagan's departure, yeah. yeah. So they've... And they've announced that he's pretty much certainly leaving, isn't he? Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, as you say, all but certain. But Nils Pollitt um, winning on the day that Sagan yeah. left the tour and then yeah. Patrick Conrad winning today. So uh, yeah, I mean it was a it was a funny stage. Oh, so anyway, I can describe it really because, but I think the next two days are going to be brutal for everyone and the brutality of two days ago before the rest day. Yeah, Ineos sent Mikhail Kwiatkowski up the road early on. Yeah, we thought that might we thought that might stick just for a little bit, did we? Or was that always going to come to nothing? I don't know. I think he just naturally fell into that break. Yeah, Mikhail. I was watching it, thinking, all right. Are they are they going for a stage win here? Yeah, Finally, yeah, yeah. they're doing something. Yeah, um, they all seem to be a bit spread out today, didn't they? But um, I think the next two days they'll 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 do something. I've got a feeling the Nios are, are looming to do something. Yeah, I mean we could have seen a couple of gaps today from a GC point of view, but like you say, no one was interested right. apart from right at the death, Guillaume Martin. Um, he was led out by Simon Geshka with six kilometres to go, yeah. just as the road narrowed, and then. As you mentioned right at the top there, Wout van Aert started driving it on the front, which was an odd move. Sean, Sean Kelly said on commentary, "Yeah, what's the point? I asked myself, what's the point? Um, because everyone in the top 10 from the GC, mm. they were all there in that group. Yeah. And, and van Aert was absolutely gunning it on the front. No, and that, that has lends itself to what I was saying. I can't really work out what was happening today. Yeah. I really couldn't. Cole Brelli and Matthews came in second and third today on the stage. Uh, we saw them fight it out, duke it out for the the green jersey points in the intermediate sprint. Matthews took it and then we saw them duke it out again for the line uh, at the end there and Cole Brelli took it. Yeah. Which means green jersey battle is getting a little bit more interesting. Cav still leads it, as we know, 279 points. Matthews, 242. He's added 35 points to his total today alone, and Colbrelli's added 36. He's on 195. So there's there's a, an almost equal gap. Between Matthews them. is the one. I think that's going to so? yeah, because he's been in the break the last two days now. Yeah, he looks strong. He's a very strong rider. Yeah. Um, What's Whitey thinking? Well, I think that's what they've, they've that's their only thing left for them to chase now, isn't it? Yeah. Matthews isn't going to win a sprint against Cav. Yeah. Um, he's not going to win a stage. Because he still he always falls short because of the severity of the you know the stages and he's yeah. he's kind of halfway between being a sprinter and a, and a puncher isn't he? But by notching up points like he has been, he's now become a serious threat to Cav's green jersey. Yeah. So you have to hope for Cav the next couple of days that Michael is um, is yeah Michael's got a job on his hands and he seems to be getting into good form and. I don't know if he's going to the Olympic road race, but I can see him doing well there now. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you him and Corbrelli. Well, Corbrelli for sure on his sort of form on that sort of course. Um, Cav coming in well within the time limit in the Gruppetto. Yeah. You were on one of the climbs. You sort of accidentally well, we, uh, yeah, ended we, up riding alongside him. Didn't we you? tried to get past him and then it was sort of road narrowed and we couldn't get past him. So I was actually right. We were riding next to him. And he was deep in concentration, Cav. Very focused, trying very hard. He had all his team around him. Chris Froome was actually in his group with him, but... It was very silent riding there and I, I'm, I'm very cautious to leave him alone when he's like that. Mm. I didn't want to make any jokes or try and talk to him or try and catch his attention because yeah. I sensed he knew I was there um, and I just know when to leave him alone sometimes because 
it's a serious thing that you know when he's climbing there and he's got a job to do and i understand that you know i'm not going to cross the boundaries of playing you know there are moments like today i said hello to him on the bike which is caught on camera but i know when when he's when he needs to be left alone and today it's, was one of them it seems so odd to say kind of climbing with chris freem yeah but chris look i think chris you know chris's presence at this tour is fantastic yeah i think he's you know he's been a great servant to this race um, and I think next year will be a different story for Chris. I think he'll be he'll be a different rider. I say the longer he's, as long as he's in the peloton, Chris, I would never underestimate him and what he's capable of doing. Mm. Well, that was what was going on at the back. Back to the front, and you mentioned, I think, on the bike that you saw Tadej Pogacar carrying his own rain yeah. jacket, which is unusual for a up the first climb. But he had yellow jersey right back up his jacket. Yeah, yeah. And you normally would give that to someone next year and they'll get back to you at the top of the climb. Yeah, the the leader of the race never carries his own stuff. No, no, no. Why do you think that was? Because he didn't necessarily Well, by trust the top the of the climb, it was three of them gone. Yeah, so the people around him couldn't stay with him. So yeah. he knows that, and not that he needs them. Well, I think the it's time, a sign it of, it's a mark of confidence that is youthfulness, you know, it's an experience to do that. Yeah. Um, I'll carry it myself, you know, I don't mind. Plus, I've got it at the top, and I haven't got to rely on anyone else being near me in case you know there was a site. He might have thought the race might try and kick off up there. Yeah, because they weren't really taking control of it, but he was hovering around, and he got himself into a little move at one point that yeah. went off the front. And so I think it was an element of I'll keep it with me because I know that if this kicks off, I'm going to be the only one there for my team. There's an element of that. Do you think that shows a lack of confidence in his teammates? I think it's more of a conf confidence in your own ability. Yeah. Right, I can carry this. I don't, you know. Yeah. But there is a bit of both, yeah. Because by the top, like I say, there was three out the back. There was, um, yeah, yeah. So there was Rafael Micah, Mikael Björg, who dropped his chain at the top of the climb, and then there was another one as well. So there was three of them in the chase group with Richie Port. Yeah. That eventually came back. So you know, you think there's eight riders? They, they the four complete teams still eight riders UAE at the moment. I, th I think they still. I think they still. Yeah. Have so you know, you take Tade out of it. So there's eight. So you've got seven, three out the back. It means you've got four teammates there to look after him. So when the, and that when that wasn't that hard to do that first climb. So they've got a job on their hands the next two days. At one point, then education first started riding. Yes, and so you thought, okay, are we going to see something from around here? Well, I don't know. I don't know what. Again, I don't know what that because then they stopped when they were riding. Two of them went out the back. Yeah. So they're a very dis dismantled team, you know? And none of it made sense today. It was a bit bizarre. It was a bit like FTJ riding the other day in the break. And there's a lot of people chasing stuff. But Iran's in a great position at the moment. Yes. I think he's poised. But, I mean, again, he's five and a half minutes down, isn't but he? But he needs to take a chance. Well, or play off of whatever Ineos try at some point. Yeah. So the next two days are going to be crucial to that. And I think they're going to launch some challenge. I don't think Ineos will take this line down. Yeah. Brad, we're fortunate to be sponsored by Zwift, where fun is fast, but it also unlocks performance. Great app, but we use it in very different ways, don't we? We do. I mean, I tend to go on sometimes with my son now um, and just try and keep up with him, really. And it's a way of riding together and, and grouping up with other people, maybe a few people, friends that live in London, if I'm up north or vice versa, because, um, you know, you can't always get on the roads with people. I've been on there with Matt Stevens, um, and I've also done some live Zwift sessions through Lecole and caught up with the likes of Victor Campanot and Fabian Cancellara on it. So it's a great tool. I'm a big fan of being able to get on there at short notice without having to organise a, a group ride in real life, if you like, um, and just buzz it around with a, a few mates. Yeah, there's always someone on there that's willing to ride, even if, you know, it's a good way of making new mates. It is, even if your mates aren't about. There's group rides, a massive community of pros on there, people 
exactly like well, exactly like me, exactly like you. And I believe there's some um, Olympic-inspired routes on there, isn't there, Graham? There are. You can explore the Mercury Islands to get you geared up, ready for the Olympics. And I believe there's a seven-day free trial available. Well, just in time for the Olympics, there's a seven-day free trial, a special offer. Find out more. Download the app today. Looking ahead to tomorrow then, summit finish, the, one of the few summit finishes that we'll see in this race, an Ort category summit finish on the Col de Portet, 16 kilometres long, multiple sections of 10% plus, it's a difficult climb. Tough climb, yeah, yeah. Quintana won on here a few years ago. 2018, yeah. When, I think it's when, quite a high finish, Yeah, it's well over 2,000 metres, I know that. We go, Yeah, we go well over yeah. 2,000. Um, so I think this is going to be, um, this is a big one tomorrow, I yeah. think that, and that's why... I think today was a bit of a null in the action. Two Category 1 climbs before that as well. To my mind, we can only see Pogaccia extending his lead tomorrow. Yeah, but... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's that interesting battle between Carapaz and... Um, Vingegaard. Vingegaard. Yeah. And Vingegaard, when it goes high like that, seems to um, seems to distance him a little bit. Yeah. So... It's the only time we've seen anyone really outclimb Pogaccio is Vingegaard on Von Tee. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. I think, I think we could see, um, we'll see a shake-up in the GC. I don't know which way. Yeah. Maybe the podium, maybe in the yellow jersey, but it may be a big ask. Something's going to have to be seriously wrong with Pogaccio to, to, to lose that jersey at this stage. But you just never know in the Tour de France. Hardest day of the tour, Pogaccio says. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How do we think Cav's going to approach it? You saw, uh, I mean, you saw him earlier. With same his... as every day. I think his team will rally around him. Yeah. Bike exchange. They're going to throw everything at it tomorrow to get Matthews in the road again and get those first bonus points. Intermediate points, yeah. You know, if he picks them up, he's, he comes within 10, 15 points, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's so creeping, creeping closer all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, but then a stage win for Cav extends the gap massively. Of course, and they know that. Yeah. So he's got to... It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to why. It's a race in itself and it's looking interesting. The other one that's looking good is Walt Powell's for the King of the Mountains. Yeah. Barring Victorious again. Yeah. Sort of had to reset. And yeah, having, but they did a great Jack job. Having early on. Yeah. Yeah, I think obviously Bahrain have done a great job and they because Cobrelli was up there. Yeah. Fred, Fred, Wright, Fred, Fred Wright looked like he was having a, a very job. strong yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Bahrain have done fantastic. Since, since they lost Lander, they've kind of done better as a team in re, having to recalibrate yeah. Than they did last year when we saw them do, do sort of the wildest tactics at the tour, didn't we? Kind yeah. of trying to shake things up. But they've done great. I heard on the radio today as well that um, uh, the one who pedals squares, what's he called? He hasn't made the Spanish team for the Olympic Games. Oh, Bilbao. Bilbao. Yeah. 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 He, found he, he found out half an hour before the stage. Yeah. And he's really been targeting that as a, as a, as a, yeah. as an objective. So, uh, how's that? How are you going to deal with that as a rider? Cause you've got a lot of time to think about it on the bike as yeah, well, yeah. especially on a day it's, like today when there's nothing really happening in, in the bunch. It's two weeks ago. It's two weeks today, the road race. Yeah. So, you know, it's coming up quick. Nibbly's gone home. Yeah. In Genzo, he went away on the rest day. Yeah. So yeah, there's people are already starting to think about that. How would you deal with that as a rider if you if you found out a bit of bad news? Does it play? Does stuff like that play on your mind? Probably, yeah. When you, Especially when you're on, on a day like today, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone's different. You know, some riders can go out and prove a point. Some riders can demoralise them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, he's got a hell of a day to get through tomorrow. We're uh, we're looking forward to it. That's it for this episode of the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift. Explore, train and compete on the cycling app where fun is fast. Thank you, Brad. Uh, thanks also to our producer, Pete Burton. 
You can follow Eurosport on Twitter at Eurosport underscore UK. Plus, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Download, subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.